Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to, what, where are we at? Episode 35. I have such a hard time with counting. I know. It's Especially hard. past 12. I'm like, <laughs> well, once you run out of fingers and toes. So exactly. in your 12. case, 24, and then you're like, uh-oh. 24? Yeah, you got six fingers and six toes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what does that say about you? <laughs> I don't know. I got five. I'm not a mutant. Okay, nerd. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. But anyway, we did an amazingly fun and crazy thing this week. Super fun. I enjoyed it, but my feet got tired. I got a little cold. I have to say it was a little nippy out. But anyway, we're jumping ahead of the gun. Mm-hmm. What did we do, Austin? We went to... Well, we talked about it. I know. Let's not, let's not build any yeah, suspense because... Well, people we might not have listened spoiled. to the previous episode, so they might oh, not okay. know. For those of you who didn't listen to our last episode, stop and catch up. Stop. Break it down and listen. Break it down. <laughs> what does it Collaborate. Say? Oh. <laughs> what is it? Stop. Collaborate and listen. I is back with a brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me tightly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Enough of that. But yeah, we so went vanilla. somewhere. We went somewhere and we talked about that we were going in our last episode. It was kind of like laying the bedrock is what I said. Mm-hmm. The foundation. The foundation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we went to old Idaho State yeah. Penitentiary. That's a prison for those of you who don't understand larger words. Yeah. And me. the reason they say old is because it's no longer in service. And old is not a big word. I'm okay with that one. Yeah, yeah. It's an okay one. But it's been closed for since 1972. It became a national historical building, mm-hmm. and they have a preservation society that actually has an office right there on the penitentiary campus, and they sell souvenirs, and they have tours, and you can go through, and it's left in a state like it was when they closed it. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. So we went in there, uh-huh. right? We'll talk more about what we did, but we walked around all over. Yeah. And I was surprised. There were like cans of like borax or yeah. whatever kind of soap, mm-hmm. uh, comet powder cans in the corners just caked in dust. Yeah. Like they'd been there. Like some guard got poop on him, washed his arms and hands off and then threw the bottle in the corner and just yeah. left it. I think they left it intentionally oh, as yeah. it was. Some of the cells, you, you could tell they really hadn't been cleaned or anything. Yeah. And they had some riots, so some of them were burned. Oh, yeah, completely burned. And and some of them, you know, like in some of the places you go and there'd be art on the walls that the inmates drew. Yeah, lots of art. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Some of them were actually three-dimensional, you know, they yeah, had renderings. like a side profile of a person. And yeah, yeah, it was good. They were done really well. But it was really creepy because we were part of an investigation team Um, Being led by a group of paranormal investigators called Big River Paranormal. Mm -hmm. And we met there at 9.15 in the evening. And we were there till what? Two, three in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty late. And uh, and you go through the entire place and the lights are off. So it's dark. Mm -hmm. There's some yard lights and stuff like that that's that's on out in the, you know, the main courtyards. Mm -hmm. But as far as the buildings themselves, they're totally dark yep. except for maybe some moonlight or some you know yard lights coming through the window and then we had flashlights and stuff and yeah like recorders we brought recorders a guy had like an emf detector and they we EVP, actually they had evp recorders yeah and, yeah. and we went by like a, a station that senses like electro i don't know what the yeah technical magnetic stu- fields maybe and, or like it it basically senses motion and, and makes a bright light when mm-hmm. motion goes across it so yeah some we somebody, saw that. some geeky paranormal investigator came up with like a whole table of all kinds of equipment, and he had like on mm-hmm. this board. It looked kind of like a soundboard, like yep. if you're a musician. I wanted to go talk to him. Be like, yeah. So tell me about this thing, guy. And you know, one thing that was really interesting. So we get there, and they knew we were coming, and so they joined us with a group of investigators that were kind of i guess you could say they were very experienced seasoned yeah, yeah they they do it regularly yeah kind of their hobby mm-hmm. and so a shout out to matt and daniel daniel yeah they were really or mike in... no it was matt you're mike i'm mike i'm dan you're austin i'm so confused i know it was very confusing but <laughs> matt and daniel had gone on quite a few of these and you could tell they were really into it they had some good equipment mm-hmm. And uh, they were really eager to kind of share their adventures and some of their experiences. Maybe we'll get them on sometime. Yeah. Anyway, and shout out to Matt and Dan. Yeah. 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 Matt and Dan, salute. Yeah, nice guys. But our leader of our group was actually very nice too. Her yeah. name was Kim. Kim. And I remember salute, Kim. Marie came in when we were in one of the buildings. I don't remember the name of the building. And she kind of told a couple of her experiences. 
mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of cool. So you gotta you gotta kind of get the picture of what's going on here, and we're gonna put some of the videos that we took on our YouTube channel. So um, go to our website, and I'll put a link to that, and you can like see what these places actually look like. They're nothing fancy. We don't have fancy cameras and stuff, so don't expect too much. I think anybody with a phone nowadays has a fancy camera. Yeah, that's what we use for a phone. <laughs> but, you know, at night, you can't that's see true. a lot of things. It was kind of weird because we were recording with our, our phones. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much dust in there. And at night, when it's dark... Yeah, those particles. There's particles floating around. So it made a real eerie... Yeah. Even in the flashlight, you could just mm-hmm. see big blurs of... Yeah, um, dust. dust and stuff floating around here. I kept thinking, I wonder if that's like asbestos. It <laughs> might have been, <laughs> but we were wearing masks because you had to, so yeah, it's okay. It's yeah, uh, it was an interesting place, and like we said, it was a paranormal investigation adventure. So the whole idea is to make contact with some kind of spirit or being from the other side, right? And if you listen to our last episode. Some of those spirits or beings are a little bit nefarious. Very nefarious. We talked about probably the most famous inmate that right. was actually executed and Two what happened them. with him. Yeah. And, you know, what's really strange is a lot of the paranormal investigators that go there, like uh, ghost hunters and stuff like that, they are always trying to make contact with this Snowden character. Right. And the reason is because he's he was a bad guy. He Killed a lady, stabbed her 29 times after slitting her throat. <laughs> yeah, bad thing. But anyway, if you want to hear that story, it's in our previous podcast. Yep, which is episode 34. FIFO. Yep. Well, you know, before we get really into the specifics of our investigation, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the process. Right. Because it was interesting. We've never done this before in a formal way. I mean, we've gone out and went to like Miller's Gate and we went to the Gooding Tuberculosis Hospital. and But we didn't really investigate like the way that like professional paranormal investigators investigate. So let's let's start from the top. So we, we showed up at your house mm-hmm. at about 8 o'clock. Yeah, about 8, 8.15, yeah. somewhere in there. Taco Bell mm-hmm. ran a little late, so some of us were a little late. Yeah, which we should say we had a guest with us. Yep. Um, we had Dave with us. So so we pull up to your house. Mm-hmm. We all hop out. I rode my motorcycle because I'm super dope. Mm-hmm. And then um, we came into your house. We did an IDL. An investigation destination libation. Yep. As a, as a team. As a kickoff, you know, yep. like we normally do when we do a new investigation. And then we hopped into the little tiny IDV, the little toaster car. Yeah, toaster Scion car. Scion XB. Yeah, we put the magnet stickers on the door so people yep. could know that we were official. And we cruised on down to the old Idaho State Penitentiary. You know, it's kind of a fun little drive. You go down this little road called Warm Springs Road. Mm-hmm. And there are like all these mansions there. I don't know about mansions. Well, some bigger, of them are mansions. Bigger houses. Yeah. And we pull up and we get out and there's what? Maybe 40, 50 people lounging around on the uh, outside of the entrance to the old state penitentiary. I'd say like 30 to 50. 30 to 50. I don't think there were 100. I didn't say 100. What did you say? I said, you said 40 50. to 50. Oh, yeah. You were right. Uh, well, when we got there, there was probably <laughs> maybe 20. But by time we, accumulated, by time we yeah. went in, it was probably maybe 40 to 50 people. I thought it was pretty cool, though, because when we got there, the lead person for Big River Paranormal came out and said, is Mike and Austin here? We are here, man. Yeah, and we're like, we're over here. And they go, okay, we're going to put you in a special group. You're going to go last. I don't know about special. No, I mean, she special said, She said special. A, she did say special. She said, I'm going to put you in a special group. You're going to go last with Kim. And I don't know if that's because Kim's really awesome or because um, they were hoping that they would scare all the ghosts away before we before got we to got go there. there. In the last group. <laughs> yeah. Right. But what they did is they divided all the people up into five teams. And so every group would go to one of the buildings to start the night. And then like every 50 minutes, they would change and go to another building. Kind of musical chairs thing going on. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I thought was really cool? What? When we pulled up, and it comes back around full circle. But we pulled up, we got out, we started walking that direction towards the group, the front door area. Yeah. And I look up and I see this big owl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go flying over mm-hmm. us. And I was like, wow. There's an owl. Owls are mystical. There is a lot of symbology with owls. Symbolism. Yeah. 
Symbol. Symbology is the study of symbols, I think. I like symbology. Have you ever seen Boondock Saints? Hey, I'm a hack. I can say symbology. I can right. say what I want to say. Well, then I am the guy from Boondock Saints, and I'm going to say symbolism. Like symbolism, that. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Owls have a lot of symbolism. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> people who have seen Boondock Saints know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, I hope so, because I have no clue what you're talking about. You won't hey, like so, it. So, what is the symbolism of an owl? What does an owl symbolize? Kind of like magical. Are you sure? Well, give me a second, because I've seen the labyrinth. You're him, aren't you? You're the Goblin King. Sarah, go back to your room. Play with your toys and your costumes. And David Bowie comes as an owl. Oh. He turns into an owl. They're kind of like mystical. I th- I and think- I think that the owl is also a sign of death. I think we need more official information. Hey, Google, what does an owl symbolize? On the website worldbirds.org, they say, while some cultures believe owls to be magicians or heralds of death, the white owl symbolizes wisdom and endurance. Mm. Do you want a little more context? Yes, please. Wisdom and death, bro. You screwed up Google. According to Wikipedia, death row, also known as condemned row, is a place in a prison that houses inmates awaiting execution after being convicted of a capital crime. He totally derailed her. <laughs> I know, but it was on topic. I know. <laughs> How serendipitous. That was pretty cool. Okay, Google. What does an owl symbolize? Do you want a little more context? Yes. Owl symbolism and meaning. Owls are generally a symbol of paranormal wisdom, regal silence, and fierce intelligence. While some cultures believe owls to be magicians or heralds of death, the white owl symbolizes wisdom and endurance. The mixed symbology makes us curious even more. She said symbology. She did not. She said the mixed symbology. Symbolism. Symbology is a word. It is a word. It's a study of symbolism. You don't say, what's your psychology? Would you let me ask Google? Sure. Hey, Google, what does symbology mean? Symbology is used as a noun to mean the study or use of symbols, as in, the unschooled relied heavily on symbology. Do you want to hear how symbology is spelled? No. Thank you, Boondock Saints. Yeah. Sorry, I don't understand. Okay, right. stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's happening? Okay, let's quit talking about an owl. We saw an owl. It was cool. And it could mean some paranormal kind of thing. Paranormal symbolism or death. Yes. There you go. So anyway, that's a good way to start it out. Anyway, we got our teams. We met uh, Daniel and Matt. Then we uh, met our leader who was going to lead our group. How many people people were in our group? I think we had you, me, Dave. Uh Uh-huh. Matt and Matt, Dave, Daniel. Kimberly. There was the one lady and then that there had the foldable three... chair that was really cool. Oh, yep. And then two other ladies. Yeah. I didn't catch their names. I didn't catch their names either. Ever. They were kind of yeah. quiet. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Although they talked more than we did. They talked amongst themselves yeah. a lot more. I only said one thing and I felt like a douchebag afterward. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> well, I'm, I don't want to spoil our future. Oh, is that where you... They, I, the I kind of got thing. them in trouble? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I said that later. That was funny. Oh. Everybody giggled. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of got people in trouble. So we all got in our groups and marched through, and they basically told us the rules, which are, you know, be respectful of other people. Mm-hmm. Don't do things that are going to cause problems or try to make up something. Yep. They, they talked about when you walked, to just walk normal. Don't try to take really quiet steps because they want to be able to, when they listen to the recordings afterwards, that they can distinguish footsteps from something else. Yep. And, don't, they picked it up. and don't whisper... Yeah, just use whisper. your full voice, mm-hmm. and if you if you do something like burp, fart, <laughs> step on a, a a wood plank like mm-hmm. Dave and I did for like mm-hmm. forty minutes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're trying to do it slow. If you step on something that makes a noise, be like, "Sorry, yeah. uh, what do they say?" They said, "Tag, tag." That was me on the plank or whatever. Tag. That was my stomach gurgling. Yeah. Tag. That was tag me outside airplane yeah. firework whatever. And that gave the people that were going to review the tape later. You know, they knew that something else had happened. So Which will be available about, about the time this episode drops. Yeah, about right? the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking in one of our open mic in Austin episodes, we'll uh, maybe review some of those uh, recordings, EVPs, and maybe we'll share some of that. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we'll something like, I hate And just so our listeners know, we are actually thinking of doing this again. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. And 
we had and now a we know, disadvantage. And, and now we know what to expect. Yep. And we had a disadvantage with the weather that night. Was yeah, a, very windy. A little abnormally windy. So there was a lot of noise going on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I which, made a which douche actually, bag of myself which, later. Yeah, we should actually tell that story because it wasn't that the first building we went to. What's the first thing I ever said yeah. around so, these people? So we get in our groups and everybody goes off. They scuttle off to their building where they're going to start the investigations. And like we said, the buildings are dark. They're not lit. There's no lights on. You go in and it's dark. Well, the first one we went to was the uh, like the washing room. Yep. Yeah. The washing room was pretty sweet. Yeah. Actually. And that's where that. you and Dave climbed up those creaky stairs so, to look in the shower area. So I'll give it a rundown. You walk into the washroom and a lot of it's fenced off because there's a lot of old equipment that they would use to wash clothes back mm-hmm. in, you know, 1940. Probably 40s, yeah, 50s. A long time yeah. ago. 30s, whatever. And you can go all the way around the back of the washroom and you can look into like the shower area. Communal shower area. Which was walled off. So it was super dark. So Dave and I were kind of drawn to that area because it's darker and more creepy. And we were like, that's cool. And it's about as far away from the entrance as you can get. Yep. And there's like a three step platform to get up to the level so you can peek through this window into the shower shower area. area. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave and I go over there. Everybody's talking, no big deal. And then we had some quiet time before that, I guess. So quiet time's over. We step up onto this thing. We're just kind of listening. And people are like asking questions. Are you here with us? You know, typical Ghostbuster questions. Yeah, the same thing you would see on like uh, Ghost Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dave and I are on the creakiest set of stairs (laughs) ever. (laughs) It's pitch dark. And him and I are looking at each other like, Move. <laughs> just staring like well you know he's like my foot's getting tired and i'm like <laughs> and well then, <laughs> and you know because we were so new you don't want to draw attention to yourself exactly you don't know the rules yet you, you know it's the first experience you have as a paranormal investigator yeah. and and there you are making this noise and you don't know what to say yeah you say Tag, tag yep <laughs> tag like, me on stairs i'm squeaky <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was funny so let's go back a little bit about the process once you okay. get to a building so let's say we walk into building one right you walk into building, building one and lights are off and it was kind of creepy because you kind of got to kind of feel your way around through this maze of yeah, equipment with some handrails so you don't have to like grab yeah. some chainsaws right and you know the lady uh our leader kim she did like china she had a red light mm-hmm. and she would shine it on the ground so you could kind of see but once you got in there she said okay now we're going to do five minutes of silence mm-hmm. and so you're supposed to start out trying to be as still as you can be and as quiet as you can be for five minutes and just listen and it sounded a lot like this hello, hello darkness my old friend <laughs> Yeah, it did. No, it sounded a lot more like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> the wind was blowing and things are rattling. and Yeah. It was and, a, which made it, I think, tough to kind of separate maybe something that was paranormal yeah. from something that was totally natural. And they, they were a bit more, um, what's the word? Into it? No, 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 no. You could hear a sound and be like, that was a ghost. Or you could be like, oh, that was the wind. And they were a little more on the wind side. They definitely were skeptical? waiting for... They were skeptical. And, and this is one thing I really appreciated about Big River Paranormal. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to sensationalize anything. Yeah, that's the that's a good way to put it. Yeah. They weren't sensationalizing anything. If they heard a noise that was like, ping, bang, kind of over by the door, mm-hmm. they'd be like, that was probably the that wind. That was the wind, yeah. We'll just move on. Yeah, and they'd say tag, probably the wind. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting to me because that is totally the opposite of what you find on a lot of ghost hunting shows. At least what we see on ghost hunting yeah, shows. Yeah, you know, maybe, I think a lot of maybe like individual like YouTubers mm-hmm. that go out, I don't, maybe they don't do that. But you got to get ratings if you're on like the Discovery Channel. You need to get ratings. Right. And if you're not doing things and finding things, then you're not going to get people to continue watching. Exactly. And, and so th- I think they, that gets to their head. I think so. And, you know, they're probably a little prone to hear and see everything when there isn't really anything mm-hmm. there, maybe. A little uh, confirmation bias. Yeah. They embellish, maybe. But Big River Paranormal, I did not see that one skosh of a bit. Yep. And if you did, you know, see it for a second, like I'll mention later, they they were very quick to acknowledge what you yep. were thinking. 
And they all came to a conclusion that, yeah, it was probably yeah. this factor that made that noise. Or well, whatever. and, you know, one thing about it, because you're you're like a guy who builds things, mm-hmm. right? So you have a very logical, very mechanical Linear. mind. Yeah. And then I'm probably a little more on the creative side, so... But I am still very logical. I, I've experienced a lot of things in life, so I don't just believe crap just because mm-hmm. I want to believe it. Because I don't even know what I want to believe. I just want to believe the right thing, you know? Right. So when we went through this, I think we were not necessarily skeptical. We were open to hear and to believe and, and experience stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were not overly trying to like make everything a paranormal event. Right. Like, I think Matt and Daniel, I think they were probably a little more apt to believe stuff than maybe we were at the time because they've gone on enough things and had enough experiences that they they could associate things and noises with stuff. They caught stuff on EVP or recordings. They've heard previous experiences that makes them more open to believe. Matt and Daniel have had all these examples of things that have happened Mm -hmm. where Dad and I have had... Very little, I mean, nothing really ghosty in my life. Yeah, well, you. you know, I mean, we went to these places to to experience stuff, and we hear stories of people experiencing stuff, but our experiencing of stuff is very minimal. Right. I mean, I when we went to the Gooding Tuberculosis Hospital, I didn't experience anything that was conclusively right. paranormal. You can't. Same with Milner's Gate. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different for us, but some people we're not, have had lots of experiences. Exactly. There. So mm-hmm. like with elk hunting i've been out in the woods a couple days we've heard bugles we've heard all kinds of stuff and then you hear a squirrel drop us a pine cone mm-hmm. you know you hear that and you're like man that sounds a lot like a breaking stick and you hear these noises you hear maybe like a wind whistle and you're like is that a bugle way off mm-hmm. you know you're very hyper aware because you know that mm-hmm. those things are in that area and there's something that can happen right yeah. So if you took somebody who was maybe not so in tuned to that area and you, you they haven't seen elk, they haven't heard the bugle, they haven't heard an elk break a stick, they'd be like, they'd eh, be like eh, as a squirrel. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was the wind. Because yeah. yeah. your brain is like elk, 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 mm-hmm. elk, elk. And then their brain is like, meh, there's no such thing yeah. as elk. So you know. So sometimes that unexperienced brain like ours, mm-hmm. <laughs> our hack brain. I think is sometimes an advantage. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, and because also a disadvantage. Yeah, maybe because we're maybe a little more skeptical. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's a good equilibrium. And that's one thing I appreciated about Big Paranormal is that they they want people to experience and they don't want people just to believe. They want to they want the criticism along with the people that believe. Right. And I thought I thought it was really well done. It was really well done. Yeah. For sure. So okay, let's keep going. So we get to that first building, we do our quiet time, and then after the quiet time, you know, you're free to talk and to maybe turn your flashlight on and look around a little bit, and that they said that sometimes during those moments after the quiet time when you're just talking, it's almost like it gives freedom for paranormal entities to interact. Yeah, or the energy that you're bringing and... and Mm -hmm. Stimulate something. Yeah. And maybe you don't hear it, but later, a lot of times when they're listening to the recorded EVP, they will catch voices and stuff that you do not hear when you're there talking or right. whatever. And so uh, Kim and some of the other people started asking questions. Uh, I know Matt brought a baseball. Yeah. And he was always like, hey, I brought a baseball. Do you want to play baseball? Yeah. Um, kind of bring in some positivity. Yeah. and Right. And they fun. would say, you know, is anybody here? And they'd be very respectful, like mm-hmm. saying, we don't want to scare you. We're, we're not trying to invade your space. Uh, we just want to know if you're here. Can you give us a sign? Yep. It's hard because in my brain, I'm like, come on, you big sissy. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Oh, big tough guy. I'm going to go to prison because I stabbed a lady 29 times. Oh, what's that little 110-pound girl going to do when you yeah. got a big old knife? Yeah. You're 205 you're pounds. You're big chicken. If you're, yeah. yeah. I if, wanted to like smack talk a little bit, but I was a little yeah, bit afraid Yeah, get him fired up. Get him angry, you yeah. know. Why don't and, you come punch me in the face, you little right. sissy? Yeah, they didn't do that. I, uh, You know, that they were very respectful. And then when they left, they would, you know, basically say thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah. But in my brain, I'm like, yeah, why don't you keep doing your time, mm-hmm. you little turd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought the same thing. It's like, okay, so maybe the way to get them to manifest is to just be belligerent and try to make them angry 
And then they some of that something friction friction going. You worthless piece of slime! You ignorant, disgusting blob! You're nothing but an unstable short chain molecule! You foul, obnoxious mob! You have a weak electrochemical bond! I have seen some disgusting crud in my time! But you take the case! You're just Okay, are these really spirits of people that have died that have not passed on or are these things counterfeits are they demons are they Ooh. evil spirits that Ooh. are are manifesting and pretending to be people that were there because they know that area is like um mm-hmm. a hot spot or something right mm-hmm. and i know we talked in the last uh, topics that we did we talked about these possible disembodied spirits that are looking for a home Right. And so, you know, that was in my mind. It's like, okay, are these human spirits or are these evil spirits or are they both the same? You know, what are these things if they're really real? But I was waiting. I was hoping that something in that first building would happen. There were like some noises and some bangs, but kind of like our leader said, it's like, you know, that's probably just the wind. She often said, and that's where we kind of give them credit, is like tag, wind, outside. Mm -hmm tag outside airplane right you know she's not just being like oh i heard a ping pang Mm -hmm. oh that must be a ghost yeah you know she's she's really giving it an investigatory kind of mindset and i appreciated her she was kind of lighthearted, like Mm -hmm. you know she wasn't like overly dramatic and serious she was talkative and and she engaged the people that were there she tried to get people involved she'd ask questions i thought she did a good job so Shout out to Kim. Good job. Good work, Kim. So let's go to the second building. Second building's where I look like a yeah. douchebag. So the second building we go into is like this main jail area. Yeah, I'd, th- I'd say four stories high yeah. of prison cells. Yeah, and they were a, 10 uh, cells wide, so f- 40 cells on either side. So yeah, it's so, double-sided, so, so 80, 80 cells in the same in building. building. And it's an old building. Yeah. And the paint's like curling off the yeah. wall. And you got and, old, uh, like three-inch black pipe tubing as yeah, railing. Yeah. Very screwed together fittings. Mm-hmm. And the the jail cells are all uh, operated off of a singular... A giant lever. Lever kind of mechanism at the front of the building. Yeah. So it's very creepy because... I don't know how to describe it. It's it's uh, yeah. like you've got like, a four-foot catwalk in front of each jail cell mm-hmm. going four stories up. And you know in between there is this ghostly hallway. Yeah. And then on the back side is the same thing mirrored. And then down the middle are these observation yeah, hallways. The catwalk. The, the kind catwalks of hallway. down the yeah. middle. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, this looks steampunk because of the levers. The bit, well, it is and, and things that would, would roll. Yeah. It was that kind of thing. It was like techie. Yeah. But it was high tech then, but it was like levers and gears and Yep. It yeah. looked as though I don't know exactly how it worked. So mm-hmm. at the front of the building, let's say on the right side of the continuous wall of jail cells mm-hmm. is these four levers. Yeah. And each lever would operate the opening and closing of the entire row set of doors on an entire floor. On an entire floor. So yeah. you could pull lever A and it would open floor one. And mm-hmm. all the prisoners that have been stuck in there would come out. And then you could close that and vice versa. And I'm sure there was a way to uh, go and open each door each individually. Each one individually <laughs> but, the lever. Yeah. yeah. But the, the crazy part was that there was only a four-foot catwalk in front of each yeah. j- uh, floor of jail cells. Yeah, and if, so you you were up on the, and if you were up on the fourth floor, mm-hmm. you're, you're, really up you're there. probably 25, 30 feet up in the air. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, was crazy. crazy. It was it was <laughs> kind of spooky. And you got to remember, everything was dark. Yeah, it was, it was dark at this time, save for the little bit of light that was, was coming casting through the, windows. through the windows. So here's speaking here's something interesting. Windows. Yeah, speaking of the windows. So the wind is outside blowing. You're in this very narrow building that houses this these all of these jail cells. And we do our quiet time. We go in there, quiet time. Five minutes of silence. And you start hearing a... Yep. Kong, kong, kong. Yep. And they're like, what is that? Um, is somebody speaking to us? Is somebody trying to get our attention? If somebody does, or if somebody is, do it again. Make that knocking noise again. Kong, kong, kong. Yeah, 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 again. And it was like, they kept doing it. And I'm like looking around. Okay, because I'm a hack. So th- they're talking to it. They're trying to say, okay... 
something's going on here. This is this is real. And I'm looking up and I'm going, that sounds like that sounds like a window rattling up somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it in my brain. Because you grew up on kind of an old right. farmhouse, yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I could tell it was up and to the left by the Which windows. Which is away the from the catwalk. And away from would... the jail cells. Yeah, yeah. It's away from the jail cells. So I'm looking way up there and I'm, and I'm trying to, you know, see if there's a window or something rattling because of the wind. And while I'm thinking it, then, well, you tell it from your Austin. And story. then, so apparently dad's thinking this. I didn't know this. Yeah. But I, I'm making notes of our experiences trying to document what time we heard a noise, mm-hmm. what time, you know, trying to keep a dialogue and a diary of what's happening. Yeah. Because if we hear something really cool at 1030, I can kind of track that yeah. back to our recorder. Because you, you had a recorder going in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, in my pocket. So I was actually wearing these shorts. You were. So I, I used my note app to write out, that sounds a lot like a loose window frame. And I go show dad and he looks at me like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go over and I start poking windows. <laughs> and the first window was quiet. It was yeah. very tight. It was tight. Almost like swollen shut with mm-hmm. water damage. Mm-hmm. I went to the next one. And everybody's like, what, what, what was that? that? Was I was like, it was a window. <laughs> and, but you didn't say tag. You're supposed to say tag. It was me pushing a window. I just was exploring. And then I think both of us at the same time said, yeah, I think that's just a window rattling from the wind. And then I know. felt like a douche because I like crushed everybody's like. Yeah, I was like, I, oh, there. I guess that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. But in my defense, I was HVAC. Yeah. Like drafts and poor window seals mm-hmm. and stuff are something that it people ask me to about happen. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I listen for that. When I turn on their their air conditioner and the big fan in the middle of their house goes, mm-hmm. and I hear their window goes, mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to replace that window. Yeah. So there I was, thought of that and I felt bad kind of, but at the same time, I'm not going to let it continue. I didn't know? feel bad. In fact, you know, that was another thing that impressed me because you said that. And they received it. Exactly. And they didn't try to glorify it or anything. They're like, yeah, I think you're right. They were like, yo, wait, can you do that again? Mm-hmm. And then she actually talked into the microphone that she was recording with and was like, guest tapping window or whatever. Yeah, that's the sound of the window. Yeah. Yep. She's like, so last recording, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she made it very clear. Mm-hmm. And I, I really respected that because it wasn't like they were trying like, wh- mm-hmm. what's that one Ghostbusters video? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I always call him Ghostbusters because that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But he's like holding a flashlight or something in his hand. It was a keys. Keys? And yeah, he's like, keys. come take these keys out of my hand. And you can watch his arm like flex and then release and then flex again as he like chucks his keys over his shoulder. Yeah. See, now like, that, that, was, that was back in the days of VHS tape. Yeah. <laughs> And we were watching this in a house way a long time ago. It was like when this first started becoming a thing. And I don't remember the name of that. I don't either. That thing. But it was like go- ghosts. I call them Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghost Hunters. Ghost- anyway, it was some weird thing where they would go out and they'd look for ghosts. I had VCR equipment. We recorded that episode. Um, I was able to go back frame by frame. I had this little spinny dial and I could spin back and... And we went through, stepped through, frame by frame. <laughs> you can watch his arm flex. And we could totally release, watch this guy. Flex. Yeah, he just totally threw the keys. And it was like night vision, so it was in that green mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it was so stupid. You can get away with it. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't do that. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, they were very quick mm-hmm. to just be like, that's mm-hmm. a window. Let's move on. And so I'll throw out something here. If you want to check out some of their investigations and some of the things that they recorded, um, you can go to Big River Paranormal and uh, just Google it. It'll come up. And you can go to their media section and investigation section. And they actually cut out a lot of the EVPs, the recordings and video of things that have happened. So yeah. you can you can look at some of that stuff. Do you imagine that job just recording oh, it's, or it's listening old. through it? You probably know what to listen to, mm-hmm. so you can kind of space out until you hear it. But. Well, I know Oof. Dan and Matt, they take their recordings. They record and use different equipment. And then they go through and they go through it and look at the wave signals. And then they listen to those sections. And, and a lot of times they get, you know, things that they think are being said. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, maybe we'll show some of that in one of our um, open mic in Austin episodes. Yeah. Dan and Matt actually gave us, I, in my opinion, you, you'll probably know this situation I was talking about. But we were in a very narrow hallway. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird because there was a drop off about four feet on either side of this hallway. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about on the grates? Yep. And that yeah. was the only time I was actually scared, I think. 
was but, that the that was the last location we went to was was it? the last location mm-hmm. but they that that location kind of gave me the like hoo hoo mm-hmm. something spooky's happening here yeah yeah see for me it happened not there it happened at the uh, the maximum security area okay that one was weird but anyway that's a we'll get there but so okay so we did that and uh, we ended up leaving the second building and we went to the third building. And it was more of the same where you did the five minutes of quiet. Mm-hmm. And we did that in every location just about. Towards the end of the evening, though, that those five minutes kind of fell apart. Dwindled. Yeah. Which is okay. So the third building was a lot like the second building. It had three stories. Remember when we went up to the top, it was the place where there were the handprints inside the cell? Yeah. They were, okay. We walked down that, that corridor in the middle and there was like the dust particles. But we got, it was it was really cool. We have some video of that, so you can check it out on our website. Um, you can look at the, the hand prints on the walls, uh, the burnt cell that's like totally burnt up, and then the little access panels for, to the like water supply and, and toilets and stuff down the middle. It was, that was, that, that was, was very weird. It was. That was a weird walking down there. I think I followed you. I have a picture following you. With and I camera. followed you back out, but somebody was shining their flashlight right in. Right in my so face. Kind of ruined the effect of creepiness. Yeah. But that one was fun. You know, I we didn't really experience anything there, but that was kind of cool. Um, after that, we went to the fourth building. Um, the fourth building is where I kind of got creeped out. So I'll tell this story. So yeah, this building was maximum security. And it was also where they kept uh, death row. And it's also where they had the gallows. But I didn't know that at the time. Mm. I knew we were going to maximum security. So we go in this building and we do our five minutes and we're there and it's windy. In fact, there was like a sign or something that was blowing around outside. So it's kind of weird because you walk in and it's, I'd say like 20% exhibit Mm -hmm. and 70% historical untouched area yeah so you walk in and there's like a small glass display of what people may have done Mm -hmm. what what prisoners might have been there so you can it kind of throws you off yeah what i thought what i remember about that one was in the maximum security area you have the row of i think it was two stories high and you had the jail cells Mm -hmm. but then against the wall was a single shower a shower spigot and that's where yeah. they would let them out to shower in the open there was no yeah. concealment so the prisoners could go out probably one at a time and shower in front of everybody and then go back into their cell and then they'd lock it up right i thought that was creepy yeah it was a little creepy it was very like obviously you're not in the best spot in the jail no no no, no. but yeah. um or in the prison but to me, it was weird because you walk in and you see this brand new kind of bookcase with glass, and mm-hmm. it shows you know all these Exhibit nicely stuff, yeah. printed everything, and then you walk away and you're like, "This is not the same area." Mm-hmm. Kind of like you get a little weird, yeah, mix of reality, the contrast, and, yeah, contrast, and it kind of makes you feel a little more at home, but a little mm-hmm. more not at home. Yeah, it's very weird. And then in the background, you've got this this sign. Of a gated off area, like, please don't go back here. We're digging a hole for the pipe or whatever. Yeah. And there's this little tin sign that's just going bang, bang. Yeah. Clang, 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 clang. Because like we said, it was wind. windy. Yeah. And you got to remember, it is dark. Mm-hmm. It is very dark. Although that, when you first come into that maximum security building, because they had the big double doors, you'd go in, there was a lot of light coming from the courtyard. Yeah. So you kind of go around the corner, and that was like reflecting off of the different walls. Yeah. So it wasn't very dark there, so we didn't stay there very long. I don't even think we did our five-minute quiet time there. Um, they led us around the backside to the opposite side of maximum security, which was a mirror image of the other side, but it that, was dark. That's where, in this building, we kind of adjusted to the clanging and the different noises we may have heard. And then... Um, we did a, a short period of silence or a quiet time, and we, they had heard some weird noises. Yeah, over there. Yeah. So at the same time, um, Dan and Matt and Kim walked around on opposite, opposite ends yeah. of the building, but to the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. So they heard a bunch of noise, and then um, Dave actually was the one that called us over to the other side. Mm-hmm. He kind of wanders over there. 10 minutes later. Yeah, and he says, and okay, she's like, come on, hey guys, you come should on come over. over on this mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. So we go on to the other side. 
and then we hear the clanging back to the first side that we were on. And at this point, Dad decides, he's like, Oh, what do those stairs do? Well, no. Okay, so everybody's sitting over there and being quiet in the dark. Mm-hmm. And a, a couple of the ladies were looking off a little bit to the right, the side of the gels. And I, I thought, oh, I wonder if they're seeing, you know, like how the levers open the, the gel cells up and stuff. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I want to see that too. So I kind of went over there and I was just walking. I wasn't trying to be overly sneaky or anything. <laughs> But when I got over there, I looked up and was like, oh, there's stairs. You could barely see it in the dark. There's stairs that go up. So I went over there and I thought, well, they're probably blocked off. But when I get over there, they were open. And so everybody else is kind of over there listening, hearing the clanging noises. I can hear you guys talking. I thought, well, I'm going to go up these stairs a little bit. So I went up the stairs. And then when I got up to the stairs, I noticed that there's like this three doors. And they're open. So I had to look in the doors. So I went to the first door and looked in there and it was like another row of cells. Mm -hmm. It was like four cells, but these were different. These were like side by side, but they were, it was weird that they were set apart. And I didn't know what they were. They just were set apart. There were like four, maybe three or four cells there. They all had stuff in them, original stuff. Radios, comforters, pillows. Yeah. You know, like bedding. Yeah, bedding. Yeah. uh Stuff like that. And... And I was like, well, that's weird. Then I went back out and then I went to another doorway and I looked in there and there was like a room. And so I walked in there in this big room and it's totally dark. Completely dark with a two-tone floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I go in there and I look and it's like, oh, I see like a big window. First, I thought it was like a giant TV, kind of like what I have, a giant Mm. flat panel on the wall. But I looked at it like, no, that's a window. So I went in and looked. And then I realized that that was the gallows. And I was in the observation room Mm. for the gallows. And then I kind of like, kind of got this weird, creepy feeling because I realized that that first room I went to was death row. Right. And then I started thinking about, I know from our research, this is the gallows. This is the new gallows they built. And there was only one execution that took place there, and that was the Snowden the guy. Edward Snowden or whatever? N- not Edward. <laughs> but the other Snowden. Yeah. The, the uh, Idaho Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Raymond Snowden. Raymond Snowden. Raymond Snowden. Otherwise known as Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah, he was not a very nice guy. The lady's name that was killed was Cora Dean. Cora Dean. He propositions her. She says no, rejects his advances. He's a little baby. And guy. says, well, you make a choice. Either you let me rape you or I am going to slit your throat. She promptly kicks him in the groin. Nice. Yes. Get her. Yes. Or him. But that, Get him. But that infuriates him. Of course. So he ends up slitting her throat so deeply that it severs her spinal cord. Ugh. And then he proceeds to stab her 29 times. That's- Way too many. Yeah. So he was convicted. He was put on death row. Fast forward. Finally, his time has come, and they march him down to the uh, hangman's noose. And as he's standing there on the trapdoor, they place the noose over his neck. Mm-hmm. And the hangman pulls the lever, and he falls. And I guess the height was miscalculated because it doesn't snap his neck. He just choked. This was a new system. It was like the first time it was used for an actual hanging. And there was like a viewing pane of glass where the family members and stuff could watch the hanging take place of the victim. Mm -hmm. Right. And when the trapdoor slung down and he fell through, the force made the thing shake. It shattered the window. Whoa. Yeah. So the glass went everywhere. And then it didn't break his neck. He hung there and kicked for like 16 minutes. Before he died. Wow. Yeah. And bad things happen to your body, I guess, when you're hanging and dying. Like, all your bodily functions release. Makes sense. Yeah. So there was a big mess, and he was twitching and jerking and slopping things around. It was a it was a bad deal. Gross. Yeah. Serves him right. I kind of got... I, I wasn't scared, but I just realized all of a sudden, if there was any place at any time where something, like, nefarious could take place... It was right then because I was all alone, away from you guys, on a different floor, mm-hmm. far enough away that I couldn't see him and they couldn't yeah. see me. 
And I was up there and I was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't be here by myself in the dark, <laughs> in the gallows where spirits and it's, people died. Yeah. And it's creepy too. Cause you see this giant lever sticking out of the floor yeah, yeah. and the floor's all wood. So it starts off all cement, like the entire area is cement. Mm-hmm. And then there's this giant wooden floor. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the floor is a square, like a black outline of a square. And then a lever by it. And then a lever by it. And then above that is a giant eye bolt hanging from yeah, the ceiling. where they would hook the noose. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. bad. But so dad's out wandering around having his adventure. And I am downstairs listening to the lady chew out these other two girls. Not chew out, but like, hey, guys. Let's stay over here. We don't want other noises happening while we're investigating. <laughs> and I'm clueless. And dad's gone. And I'm like, I'm oh, my goodness. I'm just wandering around. And then, like, two minutes later, <laughs> on the stairs, we hear... <laughs> going down. <laughs> well, and of course, and they I'm, all, I'm and, dressed totally in black. Yeah. You know? I have a black jacket. I have black hat. I have dark pants, black shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, all the lights, like... <laughs> Flick over to that direction, and I'm like, I think that's my dad. <laughs> he's sneaky and he's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Well, anyway, so I went back and joined the rest of the group, and and uh, we waited to see if we could hear anything in there. And then all of us went upstairs to the gallows, yeah, and the uh, death row area. And then we actually got to go down to the bottom underneath the gallows where... I the, thought it was creepier. Yeah, where the body would actually hang. And that's where Snowden hung for 15, 15 minutes, minutes choking to death. Which he may or may not have deserved completely. Yeah, I think... Well, I think he probably did. He I, did. I did. But anyway, that was a weird... Actually, that was probably my only real scary moment of the evening when I realized where I was at. Because right. I had no idea where I was at. And then I saw the hangman's gallows and... Like, oh, gosh. Rewind. Yeah. So after we got done in maximum security, then we went outside and we walked across the courtyard, which used to be where they had the gallows. Mm -hmm. It was like the The original original execution area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it became a rose garden. Mm -hmm. But we went across that to a place called the Cooler. Oh, yeah. Now, when we got there, I thought that was like the place where they would put you in solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. It was like pre-solitary. Yeah, it was like it was like before you go to solitary, you're gonna go here, and it's not as bad as solitary, but it's pretty it's awful. It's pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a boiler in there, a radiator in there though, to, that would maybe keep people warm. Maybe. Well, that was yeah, that was weird. So you go in there; these were like stone or concrete cells. They they reminded me of like a you know like an old kind of pueblo building. Yeah, they were really kind of just. Solid masonry. Um, they were low. Very low, yeah. And, and then were, it probably had... So let's say the building was probably 20 by 20. Yeah, probably not much bigger than that, yeah. The and, walls were maybe a foot thick. Then there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cells, mm-hmm. eight cells in there. And they were very narrow cells, barely enough for you to, you know, maybe, lay down. Maybe and, four feet wide, five feet maybe. Yeah. And maybe seven feet deep. Yeah. I don't know if the math works out if you yeah. put it that way, but it was very confined. Yeah. And there were there wasn't any like uh, cots or anything in no. those. It was, it was just, just lay on the floor and shit floor. in a bucket kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. So it was funny. So we walk in there and there's a, a radiator. So there's an entry room, which was probably 10 by 5. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to remind people it is like really, really yeah, dark. Yeah, it's very dark. Mm-hmm. And in the each individual cell, it is... There's no light. Sig- yeah, it's yeah. pitch black. So Kim was number one, maybe, and you and I, and Matt and, and Dan and Dave, and we were kind of the first ones in. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of assume a position that's out of the way. And you could get inside of these cells. All the cells were open, yeah. yeah. So Dave goes and gets in a kind of back corner cell. Mm-hmm. And then we continue our quiet time. And then randomly, this lady goes... <laughs> yeah, because like, Dave <laughs> Dave had sneakily, not intentionally sneakily, but he had made his way into a cell quietly to respect everybody, and just kind of stood there listening. And then the lady kind of like walked in and looked over and just saw this black figure. <laughs> and kind of yeah, <laughs> I didn't see you there. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, you know, to give our listeners kind of an idea of what this cooler was like. 
Imagine going into a old shower, like in an old high school shower location. Yeah, I think of like a bathroom stall. Yeah, like kind of like a bathroom stall, but it was the walls are really thick. And I don't yeah, remember there being... cement bathroom stall. Were there doors on any of the cells had, or had they been removed? I think you could just walk in. I don't think there were doors on any of these cells. They might have the been coolers. removed, yeah. So it was almost like you're walking into individual little shower stalls. It felt kind of like it, yeah. Yeah. Dark and And, and the size wet. is about right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very moist and yeah, it was weird. If you put your hands to either side, you couldn't fully extend your arms. No. And if you stood the other direction, the long ways, um, you'd only have to take a step to touch the door and the back wall. Right. I mean, it yeah. was only maybe a foot and a half wider than you mm-hmm. and six inches longer than your wingspan. Wingspan, yeah. For me, anyway. Six and then foot. right in the middle of the hall where you come in was the radiator. Yeah, one radiator. It was radiator. central. It was central right in the middle of this like entrance lobby hallway. Mm-hmm. And then the, all the little cells around that were, you know, like shower stalls. Yeah. No toilet, no drain. Nope. Just you get a bucket and that's what you do your business yeah. in. So that was weird. I thought maybe we'd experience something there because it was just creepy. Yeah. But nothing happened really. The wind noise was going on. It was it was cold over there because you had to walk and mm-hmm. it was such a weird low profile building. But then um, we left there, went around the other side of that building and down a little bit, and that's where they had solitary confinement. And that's where the baddie bads go. Yeah, and that's where I mean those were gross. Mm-hmm. Now that was like one long row of really small what four by six by they're they were fairly tall you think they were eight feet tall yeah and they had two maybe four inch holes for light and drilled through the ceiling yeah. probably a foot of concrete ceiling two four inch holes that was your only light and that was your only air yep and they said that when it would rain it would just flood the building flood so they'd be sleeping in water water yeah your feet would get all grandma feet and there and was the, there was little holes indents on the floor where they put their bucket, their bucket. for uh, mm-hmm. probably yeah, so it would kind of hold it themselves. so they get knocked over in the dark because yeah, something like kind of keep it from getting knocked around. Yeah, that was disgusting. And then the the doors themselves stick in my mind because they were just solid sheet metal. They look like the the door of an old an old like a submarine kind of like it. yeah or like you know like the locomotives that had mm-hmm. the old steam engine. They'd open the door and they'd throw in coal. It was like that kind of door. Big, heavy, steel Metal door. door yeah. yeah. And With they had a little peephole. Yeah, like a little, probably six inches tall, maybe three inches wide, and it would flip open and closed. Mm-hmm. And you could maybe put food through there or something. That must have been what they do. Yeah, it was creepy. And a lot of those, you couldn't go in. They were locked, but I would stick my camera through there and kind of... And they I, had, that, those are the ones that had the crazy art. Yeah, they had some weird art in there. A lot but, of naked ladies. Uh, yeah. And I've got some video of that. I'll, I'll put that on the uh, website too. But I was nervous putting my hand through there with my camera. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, what if something grabbed my arm? Where you, you know? drop your phone, you'd never, you'd never get, get it. Back. it. <laughs> you'd have to go in the next day and say, please let me into solitary confinement. That would be weird. But out of all the places, that was like the most yucky. Yeah. It, you didn't want to be no, there. No, if you were there, you, you were miserable. Mm-hmm. You imagine sleeping on that hard, concrete floor Ugh. in the winter it wasn't even concrete it was like compact sand like borderline concrete yeah it was it was rough a stucco you yeah. would not want to be there no comfort zero no. zero comfort but anyway we stayed there for a while hoping we'd hear something um see something um we didn't really other than lots of windy noises so then we went on to our last building which was the four house and this is where i got really scared twice you had two scary moments there? Two scary moments. Yeah. So this building, just to describe it, is I think it was three stories high. It had three stacked stories of cells, kind of like the other buildings. And they were mirror image. So one side had a row, and then the other side had a mirrored triple-story stack of gel cells. Yeah. And in between the mirror would be a catwalk where a guard or whatever prison uh, employee yeah. not inmate would walk down and be able to peek into each cell and also maybe go to the bathroom or wash his hands turn or, water on and off stuff like that mm-hmm. for the cell maintain mm-hmm. the cells yeah whatever. It, it was just basically a service hall yeah and there was a sink and a toilet back there it looked like yeah but it was really weird really long would i be overestimating and saying it was probably a hundred yards long 
I don't think so. Okay, so maybe it was 50 yards. 60 yards. yards. So, okay, maybe I'm overestimating, but I'm guessing that it's probably at least 50 yards in length. Mm -hmm. And so you had the gel sails that ran for 50 yards, probably were maybe what, uh, 10, 15 cells on each row? Two people per cell, probably. But then when you got to this little room you're talking about. In between, yeah. Which was in between. Yeah, so there's like a five-foot-wide passage going between this jail jail cells. Mm -hmm. On this five-foot-wide passage is a three-foot-wide... Catwalk. Catwalk of uh, like steel Steel grates. Mm -hmm. Steel grates. And on either side... You got a one foot wide Gap. hole on either side. And probably the floor itself was probably at least four, four feet. feet below that. Below, yeah. Yeah. So you're walking down like this creaky graded yeah. steel floor it's with so a four weird. foot drop underneath you and a one foot hole on either side that you could easily drop four and, feet and smack your head on the wall. And you hall. could see it. And we were on the first floor, but there were like three levels above us Yeah, they us were too. pretty high. Yeah. So if you were on the grade above, it would even be more creepy. Creepy, yeah. You and if you were on the one above down. that, it would even be more creepy because you'd be looking down through all these grates to the bottom. Yeah. So we walked down there. That was pretty we creepy. All the way to the end, pretty much. So is that where you had your? You said you had a, two, a couple scary moments in this building. I had one scary moment right when we walked in, and they have these uh, mannequins up on the on the oh, top yeah. floor, kind of like one's a guard with a big hat, and he's got his hands on his hips, being tough. And the other one looks like maybe he's a prisoner or something. He's like holding on to a railing. Mm-hmm. And uh, right when we walked in, I heard her say something about mannequins or. Maybe she didn't say it right away. I think we were in there and then people noticed it or something. Yeah. And then she said. But I saw this black figure of a guy up above me a floor. And I was like, like my heart <laughs> jumped up. <gasps> I saw a shadow person. And then, and then she was like, there's mannequins in here. And I was like, oh, and man. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. I know they spent a lot of time running back and forth to the either side because they kept hearing noises mm-hmm. on one side. And then they'd run over there and then... They'd hear noises on the side we started on, and we'd run back over there. And, uh, you know, I think maybe we heard a few things that were kind of interesting. And then, we, and then we all got in that center hallway yeah, access walk thing. thing. Yeah. So, and that's where the weirdest thing for me happened, I think. Yeah. So we had um, Dan and Matt. They went in there first. They were, they were ahead there. of us, mm-hmm. and they had their little... Uh, Low like light EMF, thing. EMF detector, mm-hmm. and Dad and I were right behind him, and they were asking questions. And just about every time he'd ask a question, the light would come. That EMF reader would go, yeah, it would green, buzz, yellow, red. It, yeah, would it would turn pop, red, poke it red, and beep. And so there was some magnetic stuff. frequency that Something it was, was going yeah. on. And it and it was a little weird because he would have seen like, "Are you in here with us?" And it would be like, beep, 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 yeah, it would, like, it would do its yeah. thing and spark up. So that was a little weird, and it kind of died down. And I kind of wanted to stay a little bit, and Dad and everybody else kind of well, walked Well, everybody off. else came in. No, what happened oh, was, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. remember, I when we were in there, all of a sudden, one of the ladies that was with us said, I got to get out of here. She had I, like a little anxiety I, attack. I, I, I am, I'm feeling nauseous. I, I've got to get out of here. And uh, she was having some kind of strange reaction to... The darkness or a entity or claustrophobia. something. Claustrophobia. It could have been. There, yeah. And she needed out. Yeah. So everybody besides us, because we hung back, they vacated pretty quick. Dave left. Um, the lady left. Everybody else basically was trudging down this little rampway. Walkway, yeah. And uh, so I, I kind of hung back because I wanted to get some video walking out. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I'll put that on the website. So then I start walking out, and I'm using the light on my camera video to uh, kind of see what what I'm doing. And then so I just go walking out, but I didn't know you weren't following me. Yep, I was about maybe 20 steps behind my dad because these other guys were down there with their stuff. Yeah, as far as they could go. Yeah, they were at the very end. They were doing the stuff with their lights, and I wanted to kind of see what was going on, but... At the same time, I didn't want to just kind of abandon my little group and hang out with these two people I don't know that well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in a dark tunnel. It's not cool to hang out with random people yeah. in a dark tunnel. <laughs> so I kind of start walking behind Dad on this narrow catwalk where there's a four-foot drop and a, well, uh, and a wait one-foot a hole on either side. One thing I should say before that, and this is after the gal left. 
Matt and Daniel, one of them said, I, I'm feeling really weird. I feel like my yeah. legs, my, I've got a cold like feeling tingly. on my legs, tingling on my legs. And then the other one said, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's right after that's when the lady got nauseous and had to leave. Right. And then, so then they march out and then I march out after them and then you're hanging back there And I'm kind of like in between, like, do I stay with these guys or do I go with my, my group, my dad, my friend Dave, you know? So finally I like, oh, I'll just go out. The beeping and stuff had kind of stopped mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll just follow the group out, you know, at this point. And I start walking behind my dad, but I'm pretty far behind him. Yeah. And it was all fine and dandy because he's got the reflection off the walls kind of coming back i can see where the grade is because like i said there's a one foot hole on either side that you could drop four feet yeah and then dad passes through the the walkway door entrance turn left and and then pitch black (laughs) and i'm like oh no (laughs) i can't can't see see anything (laughs) so i'm like reaching out for the walls but i'm kind of afraid because she's like there's black widows and stuff that we've grabbed and all yeah so i'm like kind of like tenderly watching the walls like please just don't fall and hit my head and scream like a little girl (laughs) that's when i was probably the most scared because i thought for sure i was gonna like wander off the grave bam hit my head on a wall well yeah it was really fun so you get out uh you came out and, uh, you know, it's funny. The reason I didn't look backwards and shine my light backwards for you was because I was shooting. I was videoing. Yeah. And I didn't want to turn around because it was such a cool shot walking down this weird hallway. hallway yeah. And uh, so I didn't turn around. And I thought, well, he has a flashlight or he can pull his phone, phone out, out and turn on yeah. your, your phone light. So I just left you back there. And then uh, Matt and Daniel eventually came out. Yep. And they were a little bit wigged out, I think, a little bit too. They had a little bit of an experience back there in that dark area of that tunnel. Yeah, like I said, the EMF detector mm-hmm. was actually like responding. It seemed to what they were what asking, they were, yeah, which they'd was ask a little a bit question weird. Would go off unless were, he's got yeah. some kind of magical button on there and he can like make it react. Yeah, it'd be pretty coincidental for it to actually go off. That way. I watched. I they I didn't see, and I don't think they would do anything like that. So. I don't know. We need to, to make contact with them and maybe get them on the podcast and let them tell us some of their stories. You know, I want to get an EMF detector thing. I got one like, on my phone app. I want to get the thing he had. Yeah, that was Maybe cool. the exact same one. And just hang it from a necklace somehow. Mm-hmm. So that clearly both my hands are occupied. But my brain tells me he could touch that and make it be mm-hmm. different. So yeah. if it was like hanging from a string on my neck. I couldn't do anything with yeah, it. It's just there. Yeah. Somehow that would be a little more uh, genuine. Genuine. Possibly. Genuine yeah. would be a good word for me. Not that I'm saying he's lying. Right. It, you would be less fraught with the possibility of yeah. being tampered with. Because I've never met the guy before. Yeah. You right. Know? Well, so we get done with that. We go out of Four House mm-hmm. and we meet in the courtyard. And everybody kind of does a little dissertation of what yeah, they like experience. Yeah. And then by then everybody is freezing. Yeah, it's so a cold. Finally, they let us go, and everybody's like bolting to their cars because everybody yeah. was so cold. But uh, then we got in the car and, and we talked about what we'd experienced and stuff. And we and we just, what do we see on the way to the car? Another well, that owl. maybe the same owl stand, yeah. sitting on a flagpole on a pole. So it's a sign of but, something. But one <laughs> thing we we thought we need to do: we want to go back and do it again oh, on yeah. a night that's not windy. Yeah, and maybe a little more warmer. A little warmer, not so windy. And then, you know, maybe get some equipment. Now we know kind of what to expect. Yeah. We can kind of go with a little bit better preparation for, you know, trying to record or capture something. We could ask some questions. I don't think any of us said anything other than, you know, talking to each other and the the, I asked quite a few questions to, you know, different people. And, And Kim... On the other side of the coin was also asking us questions like, you know, what do you expect mm-hmm. to see? Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, in her mind, the way she explained it was you you act normal, things normal and paranormal will happen. It's not like you have to ask for their and they'll come on demand. You just be yourself and you have mm-hmm. your normal energy with you and see what happens. And that'll, you know, and then we'll review later mm-hmm. and that'll kind of. So one thing that she said, and so did Marie uh, when we first got there, they stressed that you be respectful Mm -hmm. and that you don't try to antagonize. And this is maybe why they don't do that. And that is because there are lots of stories 
of people who somehow make a spirit or entity attracted to them. And it attaches themselves to that person and then goes with them when they leave. Yeah. And then they stab their wives 29 Well, I don't know what they do. But so, you know, I I did not feel like anything attached itself to us. I don't think so either. Yeah. Plus, we drove so fast in that little Scion XB. Oh, yeah. It was like, it couldn't keep up anyway. Zero to 60 on that thing (laughs) is pitiful. Scary. (laughs) That is scary. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary how fast you can't pull into traffic. (laughs) But, yeah, it was a good time. I thought we had a really good time. I think we need to go again. And I think also we need to kind of go back and revisit when they have the findings um, out on their website. And then we can direct people to it. Um, maybe they'll let us use some of those recordings and we can kind of release some of that. Well, that's fun. I want to do it again for sure. Absolutely. Less windy, maybe a little warmer. Mm I want to wear a little less clothing. Mm -hmm. Maybe kind of play the jailbait card. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, attract some female ghosts. No, male ones, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm not judging. (laughs) We've talked a long time. I think it's time for us to get out of this one. I don't know what we're going to do next, though, but we'll think of something. Oh, yeah. And remember to... Weather's uh, getting nice, so we got some places to go. We do. Remember to like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, share us with your friends. Um, the more people we can get to listen, the better. We're always slowly climbing. It's not like all of a sudden we have like a, some kind of huge increase. But, you know, we pick up new listeners all the time. And it feels really good. We're yeah. about at 12,000 listens now. So that's a good number. Pretty awesome. Total listens, though. It's not listeners. No, it's listen- total listens. Yeah. No, total listeners. I don't know what we have. I don't want to guess. <laughs> Eight on a replay. <laughs> they, they forget to turn it off and yeah, listen to it. They just keep re-listening. Don't think that happens. But you never know. Well, if they make us feel good, whatever. Well, on that happy note, I'm ready to go to bed, Austin. Yep. Yeah. Like us, follow us, check out our website. Yep. Um, a strange thing. Dot com. Dot com. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Pretty straightforward. And uh, have a good night. And uh, also join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversation. Strange conversations. Taters. Taters. Yo, man, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. <laughs>